Hello and welcome to the Mondo <laughs> Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies. Horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. And today always. it appears that we have a special guest. Someone's here. <laughs> this is Sean Sorensen. Hi. I was going to look behind hey, Sean. You. <laughs> Someone's here? <laughs> Who is this guy? No, Sean, Sean is, is a, a producer. producer. Mm -hmm. Sean okay. is a producer. That's a that's a big word. What is that? You know, I think a lot of people they know what a director does. They mm -hmm. kind of know what an actor does. They know what a prop person does and wardrobe, hair and makeup and all that. But then when you talk about producer, everybody knows the word, but I think a lot of people are like if they think about it for a little bit, they're like, "What does a producer do?" So tell you know, us about that. I think you read that wrong, Burke. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually into produce. It's a produce. <laughs> Oh, okay. We got this wrong. Yeah, so he's so a, a produce salesperson or a people produce. on like beets and, and, and like other root vegetables. I'm your guy, but like movie. That's why I was really surprised you had me on here. I, I just, I don't, I mean, you know, I saw ET in the theater. I'd love to talk about part. We can, we can make this work. I'd love to talk on. about parsnips and turnips if you like. Yeah, right. <laughs> we uh, could talk, I mean, butter beans and uh, legumes, you know, like. The differences, the benefits, the health benefits, you know. <laughs> we, could, we could do, yeah, like, let's go. Come on. Um, you start. Health, health and wellness. <laughs> <laughs> now you've uh, done it. <laughs> what What does a producer do? A producer, well, look, if you see the, if you see a movie and there's 10 producers on the, on the credits, chances are each of those 10 producers did something different. Right. Sometimes the producer is the financier. Sometimes the producer is the manager of the star or the or the business partner of the writer or the you know like drug dealer of the you know like <laughs> director i don't know sometimes well, they do nothing but yeah. just add their name <laughs> i'm i tend to be the uh creative uh producer so the the projects often start with me either it's an original idea that i have or i get the rights to something and then i put it together by attaching the director and the talent and the and then i set it up at the studio and the studio makes it i go on set and make sure that the director has everything they need to 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 achieve their vision for the movie sean you made that sound wow. so easy <laughs> so <laughs> i just find a project and i find my director and my family, i'm done well look it, it, it's easier than writing <laughs> writing hard yeah right you know it's a, being a producer i think has always to me been sort of one of those magical things that if if it works if a person is a good producer they know how to work magic because it's it's the ability i think a lot of times it's the ability uh, to know and to sense ability in others and to sense a, a a, a, a feeling of confidence in your crew and getting the right crew together and getting the right people to do the right things and then letting them do that. That's a, that's a good, that's a good talent, you know, and that's what I think the yeah. best producers are able to assemble, you know, assemble the, the correct Avengers, you know, well, it's funny you say that uh, I, a producer that I worked with that, that was very successful and I respected a lot said, that his secret to producing was just surrounding himself that with people that were smarter than him, right. than him you know? And so uh, that's not a bad uh, way in. Yeah. What attracts, like, how do you pick a project? Like what attracts you to a certain property or a, a project? 
when you see it and you go, that's it? Um, it's, uh, has something to do with, uh, would I want to see that movie? Right. You know, okay, so I, it can just be I, emotional. I well, there's, there's, I mean, there's projects that I've been waiting to see for years. And, and like when sometimes when like one, one for just for instance, like I've always been interested in the story of how Orson Welles pulled off the broadcast of War of the Worlds, right? right. And for 20 years. Since, since I was a kid, I've been waiting for someone to make that movie. And then nobody <laughs> kept waiting for the movie to happen. And so when it didn't happen, I um, approached the estate and acquired the rights. And then so that's something that I'm, uh, I developed and am uh, making now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, but, passion that, it it all, but it all starts with me thinking that would be cool. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, like, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be, oh, God, that would be cool. Like, and then you, when you research a project and you just, the hairs on my neck stand up and I, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know. I get turned on by storytelling, you know, yeah. um, when I was a kid, I was, I was raised in this like born again, Christian cult. And <laughs> it was those people that were like, they were like talking in tongues, they call it speaking. Oh, yeah. in tongues, Right. And they would be like, <laughs> you know like they would do their thing and i remember i remember i was a kid i was like five years old i was looking at these people and they were just like yes yes you know like and by the way i think this is easter weekend right so it's appropriate oh yeah that's perfect yeah. timing <laughs> um but but i remember looking at those people saying i want to feel that like i want to feel that about something and then then you know star wars came along and i i did i felt that and i i've it wasn't until I, you know, when I'm in a movie theater watching a good movie or if I'm at an art gallery looking at good art, I feel a buzzing inside of me that is that is as close as I've ever come to how those religious zealots commune with their Jesus. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think that's pretty you much how I feel too. I grew up around calling. a lot of that too in the South and went yeah. to, I went to a Christian, like a Southern Baptist church school and yeah, I remember that religious ecstasy, and I remember feeling like, "Wow, that's how I feel when I when I see a good movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm always saying, church. "Like I'm in a theater. This is my church." <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's that is. You're right. That's exactly. That's when I feel the most connected to the universe. I think is when I'm seeing a really good movie. I feel, and that's what you know. I hate. Yeah. I mean, this may be controversial, but I f I feel like that's what um that's what the origins of religion are in the first place is storytelling. When you look at you know, the, the, the ancient books, the ancient texts and all that. It's like, I think a mistake a lot of people make is looking at that stuff and taking it literally. It's almost like somebody from 3000 years in the future looking at Star Wars and saying, wow, there really was a Darth Vader and a Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And it turned out, you know, that he was this father and this, you know, it's like, <laughs> A no, father. it's a story somebody made up to entertain you. <laughs> and that's just as, you know, that's, just as can virtuous we, and valuable to to life. Can we make the Church of Cinemondo so that we don't get taxed? Oh yeah. 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 What is I, that sounds smart. like a passion project for you to do for us. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why do I? It's too taxing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why can't movies be a religion? I mean, the the definitions are pretty slack when you think about it. Oh, wouldn't that be something? But why yeah. isn't? It? I mean. There's a documentary that I saw a long time ago called Cinephiles, I think. Cinemania. Cinemania. And it's about people that are addicted to movies. And they, 
they see five movies a day okay. and they oh, and, and their yeah. but their lives are not they that's all they do they don't have right. any kind of anything else and the only time they socialize is when they run into other cinephiles at the theater like, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we, we met in we met in Atlanta many years ago and there used to be a movie pass. I think you paid like a couple hundred dollars and you could go see every, any, as many yeah. movies as you would want. And you would just go see two, three, four movies and just see whatever came out. I just, I didn't care. I just wanted to be in the theater. So I was like that for a little while. I used to go to theaters crazy. every weekend. I always think it's kind of sad that I don't do that as much, especially since you can get it all at the touch of a finger here and there's big screen TVs. It's like, I, I want to try and force myself to go to theaters more now though. Cause I, feel I remember like in the smallish support. town that I grew up in, I, I felt like I was the complete outsider of my town because they had a, um, I remember they did this thing once where they had all, they showed all five of the planet of the apes movies in the theater. It was like this oh, whole all day thing, you know, from the morning until however long it takes to show five movies. And I got there early and I thought, Oh, I'm going to have to get in line. And I was like the only person that showed up. <laughs> And I went into the theater. I think there was a few people there for the first one, and then they started walking out. And by the third film, I was the only person in the theater. And I and I was like, "This is who I am." <laughs> right. It's it's a devotion, right? Like we're yeah. like, like we are. You know, it is like a religion in a way, right? Like we. I feel very connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of uh, what a, what that type of thing should be, I guess. It should be some, you know, the story should enrich you and entertain you and enlighten you in some ways, maybe, or or inspire you. And, you know, it's like a lot of the movies we watch don't necessarily inspire us or enlighten us, but they entertain us. And, you know, they, it's that, it's that thing that art provides, you know, yeah. love of life you know <laughs> well and i connect with other people who love movies like i love talking yeah. to other people who love movies i mean that's kind of like how i guess religious people relate to each other you know it's like if i discover someone who likes horror movies we're like oh my god i found my people and we're all like did you see this did you see that and it's like yeah we get yeah. pretty evangelical about certain films too we go on and on and you know go door to door and tell people you know <laughs> is there a <laughs> have you seen hereditary is there is there a cinemando like official Hall of Fame movies, uh, like kind of thing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, if you uh, listen to our podcast, you would know because we talk about the same ones kind of a, a lot over and over. I try not to, but we kind of go back to our core. Hereditary is one of our recent most one. recent, like just blow away films, especially a first. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> and the long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, what would you say would well, be I one want to of talk yours, Sean? Like one of your like iconic films that you like feel like the you know popped out for you. There are films that made me just galvanize. Like there's no other option for me in life. Like, like I have to look, those life changing. Like yeah. when I leave the theater, I'm tingling mm-hmm. with. Yeah, just I I can remember when I saw. Uh, um. Man bites dog. Oh yeah, right. Man bites oh, dog yes. did that to me. Run Lola Run did that to me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sling Blade is just yep. about as good of a movie as you can make. Um, you know, people always think I'm joking, but like Titanic, I love Titanic. <laughs> it's epic. I mean, it's a well-built I, I, movie. I have a Titanic in me. Uh, <laughs> it's 
it's I, I'm not sure which a one it is. Tragic there, failure. <laughs> no, I, I loved it. It has everything. It has love story. It's yeah. true story. It's got action. It's got it's suspense. epic. It's got it's big. Yeah, I love yeah. faster. Yeah, I love that. That's so. I got. I want to do a Titanic for sure. But I, like those movies that I mentioned are are just I remember even like Squid and the Whale. Yeah, I can remember mm. like mm-hmm. just. I, I needed to be close to that, you know, yeah, like that was yeah. talking to me yeah. in a way that like, I, I just felt like, like, yes, thank you yeah. for like, the world was a better place with those movies. Right. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I don't think everybody's right. like, like it's the same thing with, with art, you know, like you can be at the, the you know, at a, at a museum or art gallery. And if you're, if you're able to have a conversation with somebody like when you're walking down the aisle or if it's the Louvre or something and you're, you're able to, it's just, it's, I, I like stuff that you, you don't have to love it. You don't have to hate it, but you can't ignore it. You know, right. like right. that to me is, yeah. is those movies are that, you know, yeah. like to me anyway, right. they really spoke to me. I love yeah. them. I think there's a level of like sincerity. Like I can tell when I watch a film sometimes that you can tell people are loving the just the act of filmmaking itself that just really translates through the screen somehow. Like I felt that during that once upon a time in Hollywood too. Like, you know, I felt like I like Quentin Tarantino. I think he's amazing, you know, but when that movie came out, I sort of had an idea of what it was going to look like. But when I saw that film, I felt like he loved the time period. He loved the old Hollywood. He, lo- you just felt so much love coming through the screen in that film. It kind of gave me that same sort of, of like, this guy is doing what he really loves. It's not just like, Hey, let's make money. Let's put some trash out there. It's like, he really did it because he loved it. And I, that's the kind of film I like, you know, mm. you just have to love it. It's, I, I tend to more genre, but I feel like there's a lot of people trying to do really passionate things with that genre. Even, even if it's horror, like hereditary, you could feel the guy was really connected to the film. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's also some films that appeal to film, filmmaker people, people who are involved in filmmaking in a type of film that you watch and you um, you get that feeling in the back of your head where you're thinking, um, I could I could do that. And I think those films, I mean, when we watch something like Titanic, we don't say, oh, I could I could make that because it's there's, a, there's a, so many special effects and you, all these things. But there's some movies that I think everybody and you mentioned Run, Run, Lola, Run, which is such a punk rock movie, you know, you, you get the impression. It's like, wow, I could make a movie like that with my phone. You know, it's all about the intensity of the story and the performances and the progression of the action and all that. And things like movies like bottle rocket and those things where it's just people and a story, a solid Mm -hmm. story and a performance. Mm -hmm. And you get that feeling, you know, at certain point in your life where like, I know how this, I know how that, I know how that was made. And I think, do that you know <laughs> well tell us what kind of attracted you to some of the the ones you did um like like what made you want to do mayhem and you know we'll show a trailer for it if you'd like to but i want to know oh. what attracted you to that project besides the fact you had the amazing steve Ewan in it like what what was it about that you liked uh we were shooting that five years ago today by the way wow wow uh, that was an anniversary in in Serbia, Belgrade, Serbia. <laughs> so, wow. I heard I was listening to uh, the commentary on that, and uh, they were talking about it was a really fun shoot. I heard. <laughs> I've never heard the commentary. Is it good? I should. It's I should, really I, funny. I well, Steve Ewan is saying that he was basically constipated for two weeks straight. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the level of commentary. 
<laughs> listen, listen, a Serbian food, it's not bad, but it is, um, <laughs> it is, um, pasty like what's the it's like binding, it's, binding. It's, yeah it's binding it's it's uh you can get a little backed up not you know? a lot of fiber <laughs> in these meals. travel advisory uh from the consulate um but i'll tell you something it is the food is not bad but it is kind of bland they don't have spices like we have in southern california mm. so the the genius of the of that shoot was our line producer buddy enright who uh smuggled in a bottle of cholula uh, hot sauce, and so he. People were coming to him like, like, hey, bro, can I get two shakes? Can I get two shakes on my on my eggs, bro. I'll I'll do it. I'll what do What do you need? You know. Oh my god, that, it so was, um, that was that was real. Um, what attracted me? Uh, I liked the I liked the um the uh I the punk rock nature of it, and it was it was um in the earliest version of it was called rage and it was it made everyone insane and crazy uh mm -hmm. instead of somewhere in while we were developing it we um branched it out it just made it was like it just made you your id stronger your pure right. id. you know you want what you you want what you want so if you want to fight yeah. you fight if you want to have sex you have sex if you want to eat you eat <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that may or may not have come from my own life <laughs> my own <laughs> um, but uh i mean i just you know i i have strong appetites i guess and i guess that's maybe what attracted me to it in a way that's well, let's take a look at the trailer real quick so that people watching this will get a taste for it <laughs> literally <laughs> we're witnessing a model citizen here, transformed into a brutal, bloodthirsty, killing machine! Welcome to the home of Towers and Smythe Consulting. TSE is a firm fueled by greed, duplicity, and moral decay. I'm gonna need some scouts! What the hell are you doing? Firing you. I'm not leaving this building until I plead my case. Sure. Good luck with that. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Say hello to the ID7 virus. Stress hormone levels rise, causing inhibitions to drop and basic instincts to rise to the surface. All traces of the virus should be eliminated in approximately eight hours. What are we supposed to do for the next eight hours? Try to remain calm. Hey, extreme measures, right? This is our shot. I'm offering 150 grand for Cho's head. We're talking about murder here. You should be offering at least 450. Him? Yup. You want to do this the hard way? Enjoying this, aren't you? I just kicked his ass! Now it's a party! Oh my god! Yes! So fun. You know, I've, I've worked at corporations and I totally felt that. I mean, I was feeling that. 
Like you, Every, everybody you have that inside that. of you for that. Yeah. That's, that's not necessarily a good thing, Kathy. You no, should, it's not. You, are, are we, uh, it's not. You might want to find someone to talk about that with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to go create mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but everybody gets that. You know, it's an office situation and it's a contained thriller and you just have you have those mm -hmm. moments. This movie brings it out. That's why it's so successful and so yeah. fun and so good. And some really cool actors. Like yeah. you really oh, wrangled yeah. the talent. Like and I thought that was a really cool move to put Steve Yoon as the lead character. I mean that that's a that was a cool bit of casting. How did you come to that? Uh he's he is a fantastic actor, and I'll tell you something else that people may not know uh he is, well he's just you know i think actors tend to have instinctively good story sense but his was maybe stephen yun is is a very smart man and he is also like he thinks about he, he sees things that maybe not everybody else sees he thinks mm. like a director you mm. know and i don't i don't know if he's um I don't know if that's something that he's thinking about, but like I would, I would, I would think of him as a director, like as something as a, as directing. If he ever wants to direct something he acts in, or regardless if he's acting in it or not, I think he would be someone to bet on. He yeah, he really. he sees he sees the whole playing field. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. like in sports they call it uh, feet. What do they call it? Quarterbacks have field vision i think it's what it's called like he has field vision he has a big picture right field vision yeah well yeah. i saw the burn that's called burning that he was burning, in. that yeah. was just oh yeah. he was so good in that because he was that sort of psychopathic kind of super charmer that you really like because on that he liked because he's immune and then you know then you're sort of drawn in and seduced by him and then you sort of realize that he's not a nice person <laughs> that's what's yeah. so great about it <laughs> well, he's he's in real life. He's fantastic, and mm -hmm. Tamara Weaving is as professional and awesome as it gets. She's super smart and fun, and mm -hmm. everyone in that cast was fantastic. It's really oh, Dallas cast. Roberts is always good too. I always Amazing. like yeah. yeah, amazing, really fun, really. Good. I was I was with Stephen when he heard that that Dallas was cast, and he, oh, Dallas is in this movie. Amazing, <laughs> we haven't you know. We, I haven't seen it for years. He was really excited. It was, yeah, it was really it was, fun. It was fun. And our director, Joe Lynch, is a just an awesome guy, super smart. He actually runs a uh, competitive uh, a podcast, competitive to yours. What? You might, you might, you want to bleep out his name? Like <laughs> <laughs> we're all part of the family. Nobody runs. We movie crib we'd love to have joe lynch on because he's uh great i mean i think he's done like a creep show episode recently with barbara crampton if i'm not mistaken which he's i'd like to see of them. he's done yeah he's done a couple of those he's he's a great guy and and smart and takes it seriously and has like he has a lot of fun and you know i just he's a he's a guy that i'll definitely be working with again so well, why people the location for mayhem why did you decide to shoot there uh, it's cheaper. Yes. <laughs> it's just your money situation. Just yeah, it makes your money go further. Well, there's there's a wonderful um, producer over there that um, mm. that was uh, a line producer here for 20 years or something, and then went back to Serbia and taught uh, her team uh, American style filming. So the uh, oh, that's funny. The, the crews are great, and the dollar goes much much further so it was yeah. simply a, an economic uh, thing we, we looked we scouted i think uh new orleans and pittsburgh but ultimately you know 
to if we were going to shoot it in Pittsburgh, I think we had 15 days or something. And if we were going to shoot it in Serbia, we had 25 days. So we could get, um, you know, it, huge and difference. It's, it is. Yeah. They showed me yeah. something like Eastern Europe is really interesting. You know, they showed me, um, these the for not for our movie but for another movie the same Serbian producers that we worked with there they showed an American town that they had built for another movie and I think if you built <laughs> it was like the main street of like a Texas town right so that yeah. all the signage was right the cars are right the streets are right the window dressings are right and it cost you know here it would have cost oh, certainly a million million and a half bucks but over there it was one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars so I'm like wow. <laughs> 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 Uh, you just have to bring the hot sauce. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine made a film in uh, Romania and they did that. They built an American town and he said it was the weirdest thing when they got there. And it was um, the sign, whoever made the signs kind of didn't really get them right. Remember that Kathy? It was like, there was a sign that said eating supplies <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things. In it. They, what do you call them? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> But there were little things that were just not quite right about it, and uh, but they shot there anyway, and it was sort of had, gave that their film a little bit of a surreal edge, you know. <laughs> so then you ended up going to New Orleans to shoot Black and Blue. Yeah, and you actually shot that in New Orleans. We did. The, I think in the script it was originally um, written as Detroit, uh, <laughs> but it was winter, <laughs> so we Detroit <laughs> isn't fun in winter, so we. No. Uh, down to New Orleans. And I love New Orleans as locations yeah. for things. There was just that show that was called Tell Me Your Secrets that was shot there. I think half the reason I really liked that show was because it was shot there. I just love New Orleans. It's just such a unique location and the, the architecture is so cool and it just really gives you that like really interesting um, atmosphere for a film. Just adds a little extra something. Look at that You're Spanish right moss that. hanging out of the trees. Yeah. yeah. No, it's real. It's it's a The city is a character. You know, mm -hmm. the city has a vibe and the city is, uh, it, it, I think it permeates through the movie too of Black and Blue. Yeah. If you look at it, we had, we worked yeah. with uh, one of the artists there um, to make some cool art for us. And, and some, our production designer had access to some of the art. Like we, we I mean, it's the city comes through visually. I, think. I was yeah. going to ask you if uh, the graffiti art that is throughout was done specifically for the film or if it was something you, you did. Some that stuff is great. Some it, uh, some of it is, and some of it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> some is real, and some is not. Yeah. It's just Hollywood, man. Yeah. And once again, another great cast. I mean, Naomi Harris, who is so oh. wonderful. I loved her in the third day, and then um, Tyrese Gibson and Frank Grillo, who I just saw on Boss Level, yeah. and you know, just another a movie with a wonderful group of actors that really bring it in that yeah. film. Yeah. Well, you're not kidding. Those are, that's, those are pro, like, I remember um, there was a scene in black and blue, you know, I, I don't know. Do I talk about sport? There's a scene where she's, her life is threatened. Let's put it that way. Her yeah. life is threatened. Someone points a, a, a gun at her and mm -hmm. she is, she protests, you know, to, you know, and she, she, I mean, I was watching this being filmed and I was thinking she's, she, she, we've got a, you know, she needs a hug or something after this. Right. <laughs> so, but like when the director called cut, I, I was thinking she needed, honestly, like a ice or something, like something. Right. And she goes, 
uh, Dion, is it, would you prefer to do it this way? <laughs> she was yeah. acting, you know? I was like, yeah. man, what a... There's the best like I so magical on the set, you know when you see that that level it's like that makes me i think a lot of people look at acting and they think oh i could do that because all no. you do is just play make believe mm. and pretend and it's like you know i was looking at your the trailer for you know mayhem and it's like there is a um there's levels of intensity that an actor goes through over the course of a film that escalates and menace like that and at this point in the film, you're you're at this level, and then at this point in the film, you're at this level, and at this point in the film, you're at that. You know what I mean? But then and all shot out of order. So they have to be consistent <laughs> with that. And I've seen so many actors who who actually keep track. Okay, this is maybe like an eight or mm. something, you know? And they oh, and it's like it. okay, it's like yeah. action, roll cameras, roll sound, and then they they are intense, and then cut, and it's like they're back, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's not easy. Well, it's like that. What? Uh, what's? I, I don't remember the exact anecdote, but I think it was Marathon Man. Where was it? Marathon Man, where where he, he where Dustin Hoffman was gonna try to run, uh, like or like he was yeah. gonna run or something to look exhausted or stressed yeah. in a scene. And yeah, Lawrence yeah, is like, well, just try acting. Well, it's funny you were talking about the scene in black and blue, and I, I remember I know which scene you're talking about, and she just looked like she was shaking from the inside. It wasn't like fake shaking. Were she was popping out like, on her neck, like she was. Oh my god, it was so was intense. That was take. Wow, wow, that was amazing. Take, but, but like just for safety, but like man, she is she is incredible. She yeah, she really carried. She, it. she doesn't like she. She does. I mean, obviously, you know, a director can ask for variety, like maybe more this or less this or try it this way. But like, she doesn't need that. She knows <laughs> what's happening. You know what I right. mean? Like, Naomi yeah. Harris is is the real deal. You know, yeah. she was um, great. And I love that it was you cast a woman in that lead role, too, because I feel like you've made some cool casting choices that could have gone just to the usual you know, well, well, we'll cast this white man in this and he'll be the protagonist, but then you don't. And I think that's really cool that instead of like just your normal, you know, actor, you get this incredible black actress to get in here and just totally dominate this film. And it's like, I love seeing that. I mean, unfortunately, you don't see it very often. And that's why it really stands out like that artistry. Well, listen, uh, that credit goes directly to the screenwriter, Peter A. Dowling, who was hearing the call from actor like there's so many african-american or or, or black naomi's not african-american she's english but um <laughs> you know black actresses you know she heard he heard that there was a uh a, a lack there and so he specifically designed this with a with a black actress in mind like he was it was love written that. That way. Oh. i love that that's so and, cool and to their credit the studio made it that way yeah. So like, it's, you know, there's lots of projects we've heard about that get, you know, switched to, yeah. you know, d along the way. And, and, you know, to their credit, it was to Pete's credit, it was written that way. And to the studio's credit, they made it that way. That's really that's good. good. Yeah, and she has that. the chops. To bring that that's, too. A, that's even an issue that has to be discussed. Like, imagine if we were discussing, you know, we made an action film and we decided to go with a white man in the lead role, which is a very unusual choice, but we did it anyway. You know, well, it's like those days, those the fact days that are, there's people that aren't represented, you know, yeah. those days might be <laughs> coming to an end or yeah. Yeah. 
Well, at least equal it out. My God. I mean, like you see a choice like that and it just makes the movie more special. I mean, automatically it's like, I thought black and blue was really cool. And that mostly because she was so amazing in the lead, like, wow. You know, if you just cast some white dude in it, it would have been like, this was a cool cop movie, but she just brought a whole level of, you know, an element that would just elevate this whole film. It was just great. Just loved her in that. Really good. I like Frank Grillo too. I think I've never, I saw him like the purge films, but then when I saw him in black and blue and then in boss level, he has a certain quality. That's more than just kind of the, the you know, the, the machismo tough guy. There's something else there. There's a heart. He's not, he's not acting. He's, he's, he's a machismo tough guy. <laughs> like he's playing himself. He's, he's, not, he's not really, he's, he's really good. I remember looking both Naomi Harris and Frank Grillo, are people that I had on my radar that like when you when when I saw some of their early work I had to look them up like who is this right like, right Frank Dillo yeah. is is truly gifted and so is Naomi and I I would you know and I remember looking at some of their early work and and being okay Grillo he's, he was on my radar from not just Warrior he was in Warrior but there was something he did before uh, I can't recall what it is but I remember being. Um, really excited about working with him and yeah and you know tyrese brought it also i think that's yes. absolutely yeah it was yeah great. reed scott from veep and you know that was funny i was gonna say that because i'm like who is this guy he looks so familiar <laughs> he was so he's so funny and veep that i love when you see an actor you only really know when they're funny and you see yeah. him in a role like that you're like oh holy shit this guy can really act okay yeah. here we go yeah. Oh, he's great. Like, we got lucky, right? Like, the, like oh. everyone crushed it. I think casting is, like, one of the most essential things that anyone can do. So whenever I see some cool casting, I'm like, okay, they pulled this together really well. Well, speaking of casting, your latest film, Worth, I mean, this is, talk oh, about yeah. A-list. I mean, it's Michael Keaton and Stanley Tucci and Amy Ryan and Tate Donovan. I mean, uh, Wow. It's Damn. amazing. I haven't seen it, but uh, it looks really interesting. Directed by Sarah Colangelo, I believe her name is. When does it come Colangelo. out? It comes yeah, out. Colangelo. Uh, yeah, so it's a, for the. It'll commemorate the 20th anniversary of uh, of the Manhattan um, uh, attacks. Right. Uh, so, how was that experience? How did you find this project, or did it find you? <laughs> <laughs> it ruled my life for 15 years. Uh, Really? I found it in yeah. 2006. Uh, Ken Feinberg was the um, he was the special master of the 9/11 Victim Compensation Fund, so it was his um, it was his job to put a dollar value on the human lives lost in 9/11. And I thought that you cannot do that. That is not wow. possible. I thought this was it was like. <laughs> It was like, I remember watching, you know, T2 going, you cannot kill that guy, right? You cannot kill Robert Patrick. And I remember <laughs> watching Jaws going, you cannot kill that shark. And I was thinking about this story in those terms. You cannot, you cannot do that. That is an impossible task. And I thought well, that is a very interesting story that I would like to see as a movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I acquired his rights and the, he wrote a book called What is Life Worth? And I acquired the rights to his life and his and his book in 2006 and fought the good fight, you know, wow. trying, you know, it comes together, falls apart, comes together, falls apart, comes together. Wow. Got made. 
Wow. God. That, and the, the ups and downs must be so intense, though. Do you ever like you get a project like that and you're like, okay, we're going to get it done. And then it falls apart. And you're like, is it the right project? Or do you just go, okay, I'm just going to keep trying. That happens with every project. I, oh, I guess okay. I just don't ha I have, uh, you know, maybe that's what I mean. I have this thing where I just I'm a passionate advocate for people and projects that I believe in. Mm. So I will fight to the death for <laughs> some, I mean, and, and, you know, I'm still fighting some that I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've had for a long time, but I, I believe. And so I keep fighting. And that's probably the mm -hmm. best advice you can give anyone who wants to be in this business is you just have to keep fighting and going forward and not it's let not it crush you, right? It's not good advice. It's, 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 not good advice. No, it, it's, it's because I was too stupid to have a plan B. <laughs> That's why these movies are getting made. It's just it's survival, I, man. I should have quit a long, long time ago, but I just, I did not have a backup plan. Yeah. So it's not good advice to say this is what you should do. <laughs> I would say this is what you should not do. But if you really want it. But that's making a movie. I mean, what, it's just, it, you. it's it's a passion. And most people say, listen, I can't do this. I got to pay the rent. I got to get a real job. And, you know, and that's, I write scripts on the side. But I know that's not how I make a living, but because I know I can do this. But you've stuck with it and now you've made three wonderful films and one, you, you know, this last one it took you 15 years to bring to fruition yeah. an important story. So that tells me, you know, it's worth fighting for if you can survive and pay. Really and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you straight <laughs> up. It's really not worth fighting for. <laughs> I, I could use a layup, you know, I, it, <laughs> I will continue to fight, but it does not all of them have to be that way. You know? Right. So um, I think that augmented my uh, like, my antenna a little bit, like maybe um, mm. it doesn't always need to be like Sisyphus on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not all, not every, not every, um, not every movie has to feel like you're getting kicked in the nuts all day. Sure. But are, are there other projects you're doing that are much smoother and much easier and going quicker? Or is it just everyone has been sort of a, you know, that kind of a struggle? Well, this is the movie business, Mark. So there are no yeah. easy ones, right? I but guess. I suit up, I put on the armor and step into the ring every day. Like, and wow. that's, I just, I just don't know what else to do. I'm yeah. gonna, am I, I going to work at Sears? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to do those things. It's so what is the day? It counterintuitive. It's a, it's a thing that doesn't seem like it should be possible. If you've, you know, people who have worked on film sets, when you come in for those initial concept meetings and the story meetings and all the stuff, and you're like, in the back of your mind, you're like, this is never going to happen. This is impossible. And it, and you know, you get the right crew together and it, and but it that's happens. Where, that's where I've, that's where I'm, I don't ever think that. Yeah. I always think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, al I always think that's where I'm super naive or something. Like, I always I, say I always... it's going to happen, but actually thinking it's going to happen. But it's, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a finely honed sense of delusionment. Yeah. <laughs> it's making it, it's like not being passive about it. It's, it's doing right. what it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it doesn't mean it. Do, it doesn't mean if you try hard, it'll be done. It right, means yeah. try hard and it, and exhaust every avenue. It increases your chances of getting it done. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I don't know it, but it's it's a it's an active verb. It's not right. passive, right. like 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 
like letting it happen. I don't know what that is. I don't know how <laughs> right. it does that. Yeah. It's yeah. But, but like forcing, it. It, forcing that thing, like willing it into existence is, is sort of the way it works. And yeah, it, it doesn't work. Well, every day you wake up and say, okay, what am I going to do to get this done? You know, that's the job. Yeah. What is a day in the life of, of Sean Sorensen producer? <laughs> just <laughs> not just not pre- well, is this pre COVID or during yeah. COVID? Or yeah. I guess let's pretend like COVID never happened. What is, what is a normal? Well, these days there's a lot of Peloton app. I found that thing in December. I, I that's, can we cross plug? I don't have. Oh my god, I love Peloton too. Let's totally cross plug. Let's Man, do it. That the it's like the, my life. all those instructors are super hot, so it's like exercise porn. <laughs> they are. It's like, like it's like I'll you know yes I'll run another six miles with you. You know sure. Um, and I love how they're so cute about like like an alley love type who looks like a little deer, and she'll be like, "Okay, everybody, we're gonna go on a hill," and she does this really cute smile, and then she kills you. Yeah, they kill me, and I I, I, I let them. I keep coming back for more and more. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so there's that. Um, I, I, <laughs> the first I, thing we producer does is get on the belt. <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of emails and there's a lot of zoom meetings these days. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, right. And then uh, there's a lot of, uh, um, well, like when the rainy season these days, there's a lot of weeding my yard. <laughs> I don't well, know. The important role of a producer is weeding the yard. Every time it rains, I, I turn around and the, the weeds are like way high. And, and I don't know, like I just yeah. in that yard. Like I don't, I don't understand, but I, I don't know. It's I so can see how filthy. much goes into producing, you know? The, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like when I'm weeding yards, I'm not just, weeding yards it's oh, my yeah. time for meditation i can right. think about how to do a story or like right. or, or listen to an audiobook for work mm-hmm. that i'm thinking of acquiring or interested in or something you know yeah. um but i'm also um i write every day um it's harder it's so much harder for me but i have to put my ass in that chair every day mm-hmm. and write yeah. so um i wrote a new script during during the lockdowns and I'm on another one right now. That's great. great. So I think it's always working. If you, you can, can do it, you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know? So uh, that's why I do it. Is I it easier to find the time to write with pandemic since you're kind of oh. stuck at home or is it harder? No, I, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. I always feel like I'm being punished. Yeah. You know, like I look out the window and all my producer friends are like, playing baseball in the yard and I'm stuck in the, I'm stuck in the, in the house right now. It's just too sedentary and isolated and I'm I'm good, but I'm not like, I work with great writers and I know that I have to try really hard to do what they do sort of just naturally. And I, but I can, I can do it. So I, so I feel like I have to do it. Right. I know that feeling for sure. Yeah. Well, discipline is part of it. I think, you know, you, and you know, the, it's almost, you say that even just you know, pursuing a job, just don't give up. That all sounds kind of like, yeah, well, sometimes you should, and I don't know if that's the right advice, but maybe most of it is like, you just stop, don't quit versus just pushing forward all the time. It's just kind of keep going, keep going and whatever level you can, whether it's writing or calling or emailing. But I don't think that guarantees success. I think no. it's all random. I think the, I think it's, I think I have pretty good taste in material and I know how to develop stuff, but that doesn't guarantee success. Like it, right. I know people that 
can do it and and have various degrees of success is just random. Like I think everything is random, not just yeah. w- whether you succeed or not or fail or not. It's like, I think everything, and I'm one of those people that, you know, like I'd, I'd say I'm in the vast minority when uh, so many people think everything happens for a reason. I think yeah. the exact opposite is true. <laughs> I think that way too. <laughs> nothing happens for a reason. Everything yeah. is random and we feel better and more comfortable when we assign meaning to it it yeah, makes yeah. us feel more comfortable. the universe is not that chaotic and we're looked after in some way yeah, yeah. the universe yeah. is indifferent yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. That theory. <laughs> exactly that's no, true I, yeah that, as long I, I think the thing the element the 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 base element that you have to keep is a love for the medium and a love for storytelling like you were saying and and the fact that while you're out there pulling weeds you're still working your brain is still you know turning oh, yeah. and creating ideas. And I feel that way too. I mean, anybody who's in this business, you can be overwhelmed by it and you, and you can have your love of films and storytelling. You can have it ruined by um, experiences in this, in this business. If you're, if you're in the wrong realms, you know, in the wrong, in the wrong landscape. And if you, you keep your that that element is a love for the storytelling and a love for the medium and love for movies and what movies can do like you were saying that feeling it gives you and if you can hang on to that despite the um despite the punishment <laughs> that's you want to have you want to have the, the feeling you want to have the feeling when you come out of that movie and go, oh, I want to be a part of that. I want a part of making something that makes me feel like that. I want I want other people to get that. That's the reason you write or I'm sure you produce or make films because that's what you're looking for. Yeah. That's it. You know? or, He's like, yeah. Or, just, <laughs> I'm just, or I've got sick of waiting for someone else to do it. Yeah. 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 That's a very good point. It's, it's, right. it's kind of just practical. Really. <laughs> yeah, I want right. to see the movie. No one's making it. I got to do it. <laughs> see, that's a smart gotcha. idea, gotcha. actually. Because sometimes I think you just want to make what you already know about or already like. But maybe it's about what isn't out there yet. And you just have to pursue that idea. Because then it's something people are like, oh, this is new. I'll, I'll do this. Even though new isn't even a <laughs> requirement anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't help that I love movies and, you know, everybody's, you know, even, you know, my husband was saying, everything you do is on the screen. You're doing a podcast. You're doing, you watch the movies. You're like, that's been my whole life. It's been the screen. You know, I've always, I was raised on movies. My parents would go out to dinner and leave me in a movie theater for watching a couple times. And that was my babysitter. And I loved it. I still love it. It's like movies are just what I do. I mean, I, I don't know what I'd do without movies or this, even streaming. You know, you know, interestingly, I had the exact opposite experience as a youth right. because I was raised in a strict religious environment. I was prohibited right. from seeing movies, which gave them a special, I mean, I was allowed to see yep. Star Wars, but I, do. I can remember not being allowed to watch television and, and you know, like, so, mm. so it had a forbidden quality that I was yep. drawn toward. And, <laughs> and, and uh, I can, I can remember like my parents reviewing certain movies and I, I could tell they didn't get it. Even as a youth, I was like, you missed something. Is that a, like that? that it's, it, it has to be deeper than that. You know? Yeah. So, so, funny. Um, so I just, I've, I've been, yeah. It, that, but I, I, yeah, I remember being excited about the, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like nature. A like, movie. This is so it was special. It made it special. Right. Yeah, right. sure. And that that sense of discovery, that sense of mm-hmm. wonder, 
what is this gonna bring? Like, what what happens next? Like, that's that to me today is still just I, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I love to be in the the business of storytelling. I love it. Yeah, so I love that you yeah. love it, and it's not just a business or a job for you. It's something because you love it, and that's that's how you know I feel about movies too. Is I just love it. I can't even explain it. It's just what I love to do. I can talk about them endlessly. Well, that's. I mean, everyone's in this business for a different reason, right? <laughs> Their motivations vary widely. Yeah. Uh, mine is strictly and a hundred percent because I love storytelling. Yeah, like, that right. is why I do this it, it, because I'm. Am I addicted to it? Maybe I, I don't know. Like I just I love it. I I love it. Um, <laughs> right. It, it, it's 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 something that just is makes me feel very purposeful. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. connected to it, and so. That's why I keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know anything else. Nothing yeah, else. That's great. Cool that so, I love that. I think that's yeah. so cool. No, I what like else do you have? What do you have going on now? Like, uh, I'm sure you have some things, uh, you know, in development, as they say. Anything that stands out that you want to focus on? Uh, well, yeah. There's. I mean, let's be. Uh, you know. <laughs> We all know that it's not real until it's real. <laughs> until it's, I used to say it's not real until that you're shooting, but then a friend of mine told me about an experience yeah. he had where oh, yeah. he was shooting a movie and it was, I forget what it was called, but it was like, it, let's say it was called the trampoline or something. And then like he <laughs> stayed till the last five days to shoot the big trampoline sequence. And then the, the all the money fell through. So they right. couldn't, they filmed the entire movie except what the whole crux of the thing is about. So they had to like cleverly edit it, like <laughs> like to make oh. it. I don't oh. know, but so, so it's not real until you're. It's it's in the theater or something. You know, I guess I don't know yeah. when, or until you're on right. the red carpet. Even. I mean, oh, you're clearly not, talking real until you get your your the final paycheck that's owed to you. Even then, that, you know, that's not. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I I do have lots of things um, that are very active, and they're in various stages of um, uh, pre-production and casting and things like this, but. You know, until they're real, I, I can't get too specific, but there's a number of things that have, um, you know, that are very active, let's say. And I, my great. rest of my year could be, could be. Uh, Pretty busy. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Good. <laughs> You're totally, might be. Busy is good. <laughs> well, listen, I don't, there's, there's truly no way to know, like it could be 10 things shooting at the same time or zero. Yeah, and right. I'm doing everything I can to 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 bring them into fruition and to make them real. Um, wow. And if, if they fail, it's not because of me. Right. <laughs> I'll do everything yeah. I can. Well, yeah. It sounds like, like you'll do it. You know when they say like a plane crash? A plane doesn't crash because because one thing happens. A planes planes crash because there's a series of events that lead up to something catastrophic. Right. The, the inverse is true of movies. Like so many things have to align just right for the movie right. to go. So it's, right. it's, that's my experience. And I'm, you know, I'm doing my part and all the other things have to come into play too, that I, I just can't control. So I'm, my feeling is, you know, do my best and stay out of the results. That's right. my fault. That's really fun. I that's a great that. way of looking at it. Absolutely. Stay in the sky. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. If you don't, you'll jump off a building. Like it's, it's no, <laughs> I don't know how else to. It's a lot of really dark analogies going on right now. <laughs> <laughs>
it's pretty. What's producing like? Well, it's kind of like a plane crash. <laughs> Inverse. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending so much of your time talking to us. It's been really inspiring, actually. I mean, oh. I. I, well, because I, I like that there's people making movies because they love them and it's what they yeah. want to do. And it's not just like this business decision and, you know, because they're, you know, whatever. I like the whole creative angle of what you're talking about and you're doing it for the passion of it. And that's all you know and it's all you care about. It's great. I, mean, I find that very inspiring. Very much, yeah. <laughs> I love it. You, you, were, you did take correct notes. That is about <laughs> Let me see. And I also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something about plane crash, but I don't know what that meant. Um, but yeah, though that was great. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to see Worth. I think it looks like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Thanks a million for talking to us. That's this is exactly the kind of podcast we like to do. Where we talk to people about not just about the process of making films and how they get made, but also the the just the idea of loving storytelling and loving what films are, what they do for us, mm -hmm. and all that. That's. Yeah. That's the reason we started this whole thing. Yeah. What inspires you is very, very fun. Thank yeah. you so much. My pleasure. I'll, right. I'll, uh, I'll come back anytime. Yes, yeah. definitely. One of those secret projects is getting, you know, is look, actually look, finished. Let me come back. I'll come back when I get three more movies made. We can go down. We can, we can analyze those. <laughs> well, okay. yeah. See 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Or, or maybe. We'll be here. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks so All much right, for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for, for having joining me. us. <laughs> and thanks to our to our listeners for joining us. Like us, subscribe to us, comment on us, and all that stuff down in the comments. <laughs> and uh, this is Cinemondo signing off. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>